Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Oh. Alton Park, April 29th and 30th, celebrating Rock's greatest hits all weekend long with Def Leppard, Soundgarden, A Perfect Circle, The Offspring, and more. Two days, over 40 bands on three stages. Tickets on sale now. Go to WelcomeToRockvilleFestival.com for tickets, info, and more. Welcome to Rockville, fueled by Monster Energy Drink. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard another crusher by Trials by Faith, and I want to welcome the band. Hey, guys, introduce yourselves. Hello, I'm T. I'm the bass player. Stan, vocals. How y'all doing? My name is Bert. I play the drums. Chris, guitar. Awesome. Tony, guitar. Tony, guitar. Awesome. Awesome. So for uh, people who are not familiar with you, I know that uh, you're a, a rock metal band out of Cincinnati, and i got to admit, uh, all of the bands that I have interviewed out of Ohio, the rock bands anyway, have been from northern Ohio, Cleveland, Toledo, those areas, but uh, you're from the southern region near Kentucky. And uh, won't you tell the listeners that uh, aren't uh, familiar with Trials by Faith, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, we've been a band uh, for about three years now. Uh, there has been some lineup changes from the original EP, uh, four-song EP. Um, they've changed, uh, you know, the singer uh, twice. Now I'm Stan. I am the vocalist. Uh, uh, the guitar player has changed once to currently Chris Lane. Uh, and we've uh, we're the uh, band that is what you'll hear on the four-song EP uh, that we just put out. Awesome. Uh, and uh, we've, we've been playing together now for about two years uh, with the current lineup that we have at this time. Understandable. Understandable. Now, uh, out of uh, the five of you, I believe that I, I counted correctly, uh, which, of, which of you uh, have been there from the very beginning? Uh, well, that would be uh, the, the guitar player and the bass player, uh, Tony Finamore and Eric Peep and the bassist. Uh, and and Bert, uh, the drummer. Interesting. Uh, so, just uh, me as the vocalist, and uh, Chris Chris Lane as the the, the other uh, lead guitarist. Uh, we uh, you know, we came in for this album. Absolutely, absolutely. Now uh, we just heard another crusher, as I have mentioned. Uh, won't you tell us a little bit about that song? Uh, the inspiration behind that song. I find it rather interesting, if you ask me. Uh, well, uh, our guitarist Tony Finnamore, he, uh, he he pretty much did most of the song. I'll, I'll let let him describe. Wait a minute, that's not what happened. <laughs> that's oh. not what happened. Oh shit! No, my my cohort over here, Chris Lane, he came up with the riff, and uh, we just started building on it. Um, 
from the beginning to uh, the very end, the solo parts, basically my contribution besides, you know, helping out with, you know, Hey, we should do this here. Or, hey, we should do that there. But I did write the words. So I guess that's what Stan meant on that one. Cause he's the singer. He just, you know, pays attention to that vocal stuff. <laughs> right on, right on. So, uh, I mean, uh, what would, what would you say uh, was the main inspiration uh behind that song what what prompted it do you think well basically uh like a lot of songs we have we we're, as we're practicing we're standing around and somebody might come up with a riff so chris started playing that intro riff not exactly how it's played on the cd but you know sort of in the same context and then uh, we're like oh wow there we go and then we just that's how we usually do it we start building on a certain riff and then adding a second riff, third riff, and then, you know, wherever we want to put a lead in, if we want to put a lead in. Um, I just basically wrote the words to sort of fit in with the, the tempo and then the crush part, and uh, that was about it right there. All right. Uh, Mikey, uh, turn it over to you if you have any questions. Well, guys, uh, how are you today? Doing pretty well. Awesome, awesome. Uh, just real quick here, uh, where do you guys find your ideas for some of your music? Because um, I know with uh, Souls of Passion, um, I got a little bit of uh, 80, an 80 sound to that, kind of like a harder Ronnie James Dio. Were you guys going for that there? Nice. Um, <laughs> basically, like I said, um, I rarely sit down and, like, say, start playing a riff and then adding on to it at that moment, it just sort of comes and goes. So you're sitting there at practice or you're sitting at home just messing around and you happen to come on to something like a riff or whatever. That's normally how we all do it. Um, yeah. But we all grew up in the eighties. We all, we love metal. We love priest and Ozzy and Iron Maiden and, you know, all the great bands. Um, yep. So I guess burned into our minds are all those guitar solos and stuff. And, uh, the comparison to Dia was cool, but uh, I wish I could play like that guy. That guitar <laughs> player, is the guy. plus the other ones, he had two or three that were just amazing. So, have you heard? Uh, that? <laughs> <laughs> so what's that's, that now? I'm sorry. Oh, I just asked. I, have you have you had that comparison before with Ronnie James Dio? Have you had that? Oh uh, yeah, a couple people have said that, and um, some maidenish kind of stuff, but not really for the two guitar. Um, you know back and forth riffs and the similar riffs that the maiden does. Well, that's pretty cool guys. Yeah. Really talented. Absolutely. Now, as I mentioned, uh, around the top of the interview, you know, I've, I've interviewed quite a few, uh, rock bands out of Ohio and, uh, all of them, uh, from Cleveland, uh, Akron, Toledo areas, you know, to, to name a few like, uh, psychosis, conniption fit, Devils of America, uh, Deadleaf, just to name a few there. Uh, the the music scene for local bands, especially metal bands in uh, northern Ohio, is huge. But when you get down to southern Ohio, it's it's not quite so big. Why do you think that is? Uh, I have no idea. We're closer to Kentucky than Electric Country. <laughs> we are close. We're like 10 miles from Kentucky, so we'll blame it on that, I guess. <laughs> hey, but See, that... Um, our way, Dayton uh, seems to have a lot of a lot of metal going on. And Columbus has a lot of metal going on, and uh, I'm not really familiar with anything up in the Cleveland area. But um, it's tough down here in Cincinnati. Uh, it's hard to get a 
a big following or a lot of people to come out to the shows. You know, I, I got to tell you this real quick. Uh, when I lived up in northern Ohio, and I'm, I'm talking, I, I lived in northern Ohio on the Pennsylvania border right on the shores of Lake Erie there. Uh, people, right. yeah, people were telling me that uh, they'd always travel down to Cincinnati to get moonshine that was just, uh, you know, brought right across the border from Kentucky. So that's where they go. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's some of that around here in the hills. Yeah, there might, there might actually be some in this house. <laughs> not that I, maybe not. Well, maybe not. You don't got our address, do you? No. <laughs> okay. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, but, uh, Going back to your question about the uh, inspiration and stuff for another crusher, um, I'll let you talk to Chris for a minute, the guy that came up with the main riff, and uh, see if he actually had something in mind or if it just came off the top of his head. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, by all means. Hey, guys, how you doing? Doing great. Yeah, this is uh, Chris Lane here. Uh, Yeah, I came on to the uh, second record. Um, I wasn't on the first one. They brought me in. As far as another crusher goes, I kind of was uh, just writing the riff. I videoed myself a couple of different times playing the riff multiple ways. And then once I came up with something that was halfway presentable, I kind of brought it to the band room. And then they usually take my riff and kind of just morph it into a song at that point. I don't really come in with full songs. But, uh, yeah, um, I, I really like a lot of the rhythms and how that how that song turned out. Um, and, you know, definitely proud of it for sure. Absolutely. Well, uh with Derek gone for a little while, I uh, have to step up and I have to take his place and uh, make you guys put on your thinking caps. This is a first question in honor. And uh, you know how he always loved to throw out the stumpers. And uh, so I'm just basically going to repeat the same thing he always said. So uh, the first one from him, say you guys make it big you're on a worldwide tour or not, not that one. That's the second one, actually. No. Uh, Okay. Who who you guys, uh, Charles by faith, you want to share the stage with someone to do a duet with can be any band of any genre, past, present, uh, who would it be and why? Uh, Make it out. Yeah. Make it out. Yeah, I said Right on, you knocked that one right out of the ballpark. <laughs> I didn't realize metal bands did you west, but you know whatever. <laughs> hey, 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 you got to th- you got to think about uh, Ozzy and Lita. Yeah, yep. yep. Like I said, metal bands don't do uh, <laughs> do <us. laughs> All right. song that uh, I have chosen, and uh, that would be the one that uh, Mikey here was just talking about, Souls of Passion. Tell us a little bit about this song before we cue it. Okay, well, that song was off our um, first EP that we put out, and um, Tony had actually had a CD 
with like five or six different ideas. The CD was listed ideas and it got left on the table. So we popped it in. It was basically just him riffing stuff up. And he left and went on vacation. And uh, while he was on vacation, Bert and I and the uh, original guitar player we had before Chris, Mark, uh, decided to finish that song and surprise Tony when he got back. And uh, so we pretty much had that one done when Tony got back. It it was real close to what Tony had, but we uh, we put our own little twist on it and surprised him. And he came back and gave us two thumbs up, and there you have it. That's what I was about and, to... Uh, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. And the the guy singing on the first EP is uh, Paul Murray. So the 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 um, another crusher, eye for an eye, um, quantum leap, and the bloodline are all stand singing. Gotcha. So the the first, yeah the souls of passion was uh, a singer that we had for a while ago, and um, well he's still friends with the band. We all know each other, and you know, both singers were always here at both practice, at practice, anyways, when we were writing. But uh, he he had a lot of family stuff that he wanted to kick back with the family instead of doing the music thing. So, gotcha. But yeah, that's uh, that soul's passion seems to be one that everybody gravitates to. It's it's a pretty good chunking song. I love it. All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh. One of my favorites. All right, well, without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and play Souls of Passion. Oh, 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back, joined by Cincinnati metal band Trials by Faith. And uh, one thing I love to ask is, uh, you know, I hear different stories every time I ask this question, and I definitely got, got to hear one from you, is uh, when, when you're uh, up on the stage for uh, some of your shows, you know, you we've seen some crazy things happen, like... Uh, you know, fights break out in the mosh pit and things like that, or uh, girls getting topless. I mean, uh, the stories I've heard, <laughs> you know, they're they're different every time. What's some of the craziest stuff you guys have seen while on the stage? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff that uh, really goes on at the shows. We kind of try to keep it like Vegas. You know, what happens at the show stays at the show. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. We could get in a lot of trouble with some of the stuff, the stories from. Yes. So, yeah. But yes, we do have all that. Uh, very rarely do you have the fights. Um, definitely have the mosh pits. Definitely the uh, topless and bottomless. So, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it it's it's pretty fun down here. It's, you know, I mean. Some people call it crazy. We call it fun. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now I do want to ask you. Um, a lot of a lot of bands have a different uh, approach to this, like uh, Twisted Asylum. I mean, uh, they'll stop. They'll they don't. In fact, uh, one of them will get down off the stage and shoulder shoulder chuck somebody that's standing still. But overall, if a if a fight if a full out brawl a, br- a fight breaks out, they'll quit playing until until everything cools down. Overall, if that's to happen at a show that you're playing at, how do you react? Uh, if we're not the ones doing the fight, we usually just uh, enjoy watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just just keep the music going. There you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, Mikey, you got any more questions? No, I think you answered them, man. All right. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and throw uh, Derek's other stumper out there. All right. All right. Say you guys uh, make it big. You, uh, you know, you're going, you're going on a tour, a big nationwide tour in some parts into Canada and Mexico. And, uh, you have three opening slots. I mean, you guys are the main act. You have three opening slots. Uh, who do you pick for those opening slots and why? Uh, Chris said whoever's the cheapest, so we got more beer money. <laughs> yeah, are we going for the cheapest? Yeah, Megadeth stuff in there. Um, you know, a band I haven't gotten to see yet, uh, so I would have to say Scorpions. Mm, nice. I've never never got to see Scorps yet, so I would have to say Scorpions. They are old, but I still like them. <laughs> and, um, you know, somebody that's um, that's that just wants to get up there and play somebody that's never got to do it yet. A local band that's never got to play a big stage like that. And give somebody a chance to, uh, you know, get up on the big stage. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Now, um, you guys uh, find your uh, any uh, influence also in uh, any other genres of music, uh, like uh, country or hip-hop, or, or is it all strictly rock and metal that uh, you get uh, most of your influences from? Um, actually, I those are the two that I don't like. I personally don't like country or hip-hop. <laughs> if I listen to stuff, it's more blues, jazz, or classical, so... Um, I know Chris likes some of the hip hop. He throws a little dubstep down here and there. Here, I'll let see what uh see what this guy listens to. How y'all doing? This is Bert. I play the drum. What's going on, Bert? So, so uh, my question was, um, as as far as uh, other genres of music, do you find uh, any uh, other inspiration or influence um, as well? But uh, obviously, metal is uh, the main thing you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, metal is the main thing that I do and that I'm into. Um, I do find some influences out of some other styles of music. I'm I, I'm the musician. I like everything. You know, there are bands out of each style of music that I don't really like to listen to, but there really isn't a style of music that I don't like. You know, I try to pull influences out of everything to try to, you know, expand my abilities and skills as much as I can. Right on, right on. Oh, I mean, other than metal, what would you say uh, your other favorite would be? My other favorite style of music? Yes. Um, hmm. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Um, uh, I don't know. That's that's kind of a toughie for me because I grew up in a very musical family, so I don't even really know if I could pick an actual favorite other than like metal and rock. You know, um, if I do listen to like rap or hip hop or whatever, it's got to be the old school stuff. Like I'm not really into this new modern wave of you know R and B or whatever it is that they call it. Yeah. Um, the old school country and, you know, stuff like that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And, uh, th- that's another question, uh, for all of you too. All overall, how has the family support been as, as far as, uh, you be- being in a band and everything? Oh, I mean, everybody's families are so supportive of what we're doing and, you know, the love and support is absolutely amazing. You know, they stand beside us and, you know, 1000% as well as, you know, all of our friends that are close to us and stuff. They're just, the love and support has just been absolutely amazing throughout the past few years. And we couldn't ask for anything better. And obviously the fan support uh, it is, has always got to be second to none right there. I take it. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. And, uh, looking, uh, through here, uh, the next, the next song, uh, that I want to cue here is Eye for an Eye. I'm, that's, a, that's another song I really enjoy, and want you to tell us a little bit about this one and the inspiration behind this one. Well, here, I'll uh, pass you on over here to the bass player, because that song's very, uh, very sentimental to him. He wrote it in uh, specific reasons, and I'll let him explain that to you. Absolutely. Hello? Yes. All right, yeah, the next song I'm about to cue here in a little bit, this is Eye for an Eye. To please tell us a little bit more about this song before we cue it. Well, that song there is 
pretty much when you love somebody and they break your heart. And it's not about a woman. So it's not about a guy. It's more or less about family and friends and just life in general. Getting kicked in the nuts every time you turn around. And uh, I was pretty, pretty, instead of going off angry and punching somebody, I wrote it down in words instead. So So basically, uh, you've had to pull, you've done something for somebody, a few people, and you've pulled those proverbial knives out of your back and this that's what this song is about i take it it is i mean when you really love somebody and they uh continually you know hurt you all the time you know and just it's just uh you know a one-sided deal you know it was just uh anger that song is straight angry you know whenever you're feeling angry turn that song on it'll make you feel better <laughs> now i i do have to ask uh do you get What's the crowd reaction behind that song once uh, you start playing it? Uh, they love it. They start pitting because it's got a kind of a punk beat to it. When I write the music, I really like punk music a lot. And uh, and I really, I had that song, the music in my head for a while. And, um, you know, and I had wrote the guitar riffs and the bass riff on it and then gave it to these guys and, they uh, polished up what I had there, and then um, I got really angry one day as I was working on the music, and I just the lyrics just came out. I, the time my pen hit the paper, it didn't stop till the end, and the song hasn't changed since. It's just that song is a one-off, and no polishing done to it other than the music. You know, we actually turned what I had in my head and what I was writing into a, a complete full song versus an idea. You know, playing around with guitar. Now, here here's a question before I cue it. Is uh, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a big fan of uh, MMA, UFC fighting, a big fan of boxing and kickboxing. Say somebody decided to use Eye for an Eye as their song as they made their walk to the ring or the cage. How would you feel about that? Write me the check. I would be honored, and I would say, write me the check. It is for sale oh, well. for that purpose. Right on. <laughs> Teddy, <laughs> Teddy said I'd fight the first guy. <laughs> right on. Well, without any further ado, I want to go ahead and cue eye for an eye. Button. Yeah. <laughs> when will they learn? When will they see? Support my button. Yeah. Support my button. 
Ladies and gentlemen, we are back once again, joined by Trials by Faith out of Cincinnati, Ohio. And uh, guys, I'm gonna gonna wrap it up here uh, before too long. Just a few more questions, though. Uh, one question I always like to ask is um, obviously it's uh, been stated you're uh, right there in Cincinnati, Ohio. But uh, have you had the chance to venture out and play in other venues outside of Ohio? or uh, other other parts of Ohio going up in the northern, like Cleveland or Akron. Have you had the chance to uh, really venture out and uh, go, go other places? Not as of yet. That is on, uh, on the roster this year. We took the last 
a uh, year and a half pretty much and um stayed in the studio and writing and um we got a few agencies that were looking for us and uh are looking at us but we had to have our video done and we have to have you know the professional recordings the cd done have something for them to promote so we've been buckled down and we just dropped our video monday which is uh you can find it on our facebook page on our reverb page on youtube and that is for another crusher and we are going back in the studio to finish up the final sessions on the full length um cd we'll be coming out with hopefully it'll be out by the um end of summer by the time all the production and everything else is done and that's our goal from there once once we have product and we can actually get you know promoted have something to promote we plan on hitting the road yes absolutely uh mikey any questions no i think you guys are doing a wonderful job out there <laughs> thank you so much we, we really do work hard at it i mean and um you know we we strive to put the best show on for everybody that we can and just anybody who's thinking about coming to a show we guarantee you we are a band that sounds just like the cd where you know we practice twice a week sometimes three and we keep it tight and we we strive to be you know the best we can be for our audience all right couple more questions here. Uh, first one is w- another one I love to ask is um, going going back to touring, I've already mentioned a U.S. tour, but uh, say you guys have an opportunity to pick your stage anywhere on the globe, anywhere in the world. Where What is that dream stage for you? Where would you love to play? Wow. Best. <laughs> nice. We're in Germany. <laughs> you know, uh, that's one of our goals too is to get across the pond metal's a lot more open hands over there absolutely yeah especially like uh what you just mentioned too and i'm you know what uh th- thank goodness you're another uh band that didn't uh say wembley arena a lot of a lot of people are uh that when i ask them that question they say wembley and i can understand why it's a, it's a big venue <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't mind playing Red Rock either. Oh yeah, Red yeah. Rock. Red Rock's awesome. Yeah. All right, and uh, this is uh, the third one. Derek always likes to ask. Say, uh, some uh, younger kids that uh, want to start a band. Say they're like oh, between the ages of like maybe uh, sixteen and twenty-two. They want to start a band. What advice would you give to them? Drink a lot of beer. <laughs> so songs are better written on beer. <laughs> and learn your guitar. Learn your notes. Absolutely. You know, if you're, if you're a young player, learn your instrument because it, when you're playing with other people, the more you know about your instrument, the better the collaboration and the, the better product you can get used, you know, use your mind instead of trying to figure it out. You know, you can, you can actually let go and play at that point. All right. If you're a young, you know, if you're a seasoned player, I still say drink more beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that for radio, but why not for music? <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Well, that's all the questions I have for you guys. I uh, want to give you a chance to uh, give yourself a plug. Tell the listeners out there uh, where they can find your music, uh, where you are on social media, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, website, all that good stuff. Uh, well, we got the Reverb Nation. We got all our stuff on like Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, um, all the you know digital stuff. Um, and what was the part of the other question? I'm sorry. I was just uh, saying, you know, everywhere you're, where, wherever you're at on the web, whether, you know, Facebook, Twitter, you have a website, just plug all that stuff. The whole deal. I think we got everything except I don't know if anybody's got a Twitter account. Anybody got a Twitter account? Yeah. So we're pretty much linked through all that shit that Google controls, except <laughs> for Twitter. So it's, out, it's, all, it's all out there and connected. So. We're out, this, we're out as much as we can, you know, iTunes and fucking Amazon. People can go out to the major things and, you know, they can get our shit there. It's cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you guys uh, for your time here on the show. I want to wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. You know, yeah, and uh, definitely thanks uh, for reaching out to me in the first place. It, it was a real pleasure having you here on the show. Oh, it was awesome, man. You guys are <laughs> cool as shit. It was nice talking to you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Doing what you do for all these bands. You guys are great. Hell yeah, we're too lazy to do it. We work hard at practice, but I'm too lazy to promote music and shit like that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, uh, you guys, you guys are going after it, not us. That's <laughs> fucking cool, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, what we're gonna do coming up next is uh, we're gonna we're gonna have our first music set. We're gonna be playing five songs by you guys. What? <laughs> I think that actually after I play this that's going to be uh, all songs off of both of your EPs because that makes a total of eight songs very and, nice Yeah, appreciate it absolutely should yeah. patch in live when we go down and practice and we'll play the new, one of the new ones for you there's an idea <laughs> there's a hell of an idea I, we, we got we to do that we might even come up with another song tonight everybody's thinking yeah, we should have five or six more songs coming at you. <laughs> yeah, we got six songs we got done already, so. All okay. right. And they're probably they're as, as badass as the ones that are already out there are better. So. Right on. It's cool. Yeah, they're awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And uh, when we come back, we have Combat Sports Discussion got uh, the EFC heavyweight contender, Vessel Mostert, going to be talking with us. Uh, Chris is going to run down news of the weird. You were listening to Outlaw Radio on the No Holds Barred Radio Network, where if you don't agree with our opinions, then fuck your mother.
Broadcasting awaits you. If you've ever dreamed of being a radio disc jockey, newscaster, sportscaster, or production director, this is one of those rare times in history where positive change is waiting for you. American Broadcasting School Incorporated, one of the most successful and best-known broadcasting institutions of its kind, presents your window of opportunity now. Now, you can train in fully equipped broadcast studios with instructors evaluating your on-air assignments as you do them. Plus, there's job placement assistance upon graduation. This is a nationally accredited institution that's ready to help you take your first steps into your new future. There has never been a more exciting time to be in the world of broadcasting. And financial aid is available for those who qualify. American Broadcasting School, the number one way of entering broadcasting for over 33 years. You're just a phone call away from the career you've always dreamed of. Hey there. If you love your rock and talk, raw, uncut, unfiltered, uncensored, and unpussified, check out the Jay and Brody Show with hosts Jay and Brody Z. Every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Asgard Radio and replayed every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Hard Rock Radio Network. Two average Joes get together. Drink up, engage in witty banter and talking, and play the best in 80s, 90s, and 2000s metal, grunge, new wave, punk ska, and alternative music. Anything goes! You can also listen on demand and contact the show at jbrodyshow.com. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. The Jay and Brody Show. What more needs to be said? Are you ready to rock? Gangster presents Rocking to Spring in Las Vegas, Nevada. Featuring 
Oh my goodness. No, but uh, God, I miss having him around already. Yeah. Uh, well, at least it's not uh, at least it's not a permanent goodbye. And plus, we have Mikey, who seems to be just as warped as we are. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Here. <laughs> Doesn't quite cuss as much as the rest of us, but uh Ah fuck it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh like I said, uh let's get this out of the way with the uh combat sports discussion. And uh w- uh we come back in about fifteen minutes. I actually uh wanna give Mikey more of a chance to speak on the show because uh we gotta get to know Mikey a little bit better, so yeah, man. Absolutely. So, uh, you know what, Mikey, though, there was a, there was a way I was supposed to uh, introduce you to the show, but uh, caught up in the uh, emotional uh, aspect. Uh, this is how I was going to introduce you, so I'll just go ahead and play it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I've used that one a few times. <laughs> Oh, haven't we all? Hell yeah. Oh, Yes. All right. So anyway, I want to get uh, combat sports discussion out of the way, and we'll come back and we'll talk more with Mikey. Oh, yeah. It's time! Boxing. Kickboxing. Mixed martial arts. Professional Wrestling Outlaw Radio Combat Sports Discussion uh, Alright ladies and gentlemen I am joined by the number one contender for the EFC Heavyweight Championship that of course being Vessel Mostert of South Africa Last time I talked to him, he was an amateur, and that was when I was running the Badlands Combat Sports Radio Show. Now I've got him back here on Outlaw Radio West. What's going on? Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Thanks to, uh, for having me. Uh, no, everything is good. It's a nice and rainy day uh, in SA. Yes, yes, indeed. I know there's uh, there's crazy stuff going on with my country. There's crazy stuff going on in your country, but we're here to talk some combat sports. And uh, like I said, last time I talked to you, uh, you were the uh, Fight Star Heavyweight Championship. You have since relinquished that belt and have joined the EFC roster, have we ta- have, as we have talked about before. And so far, you have been very successful in the hexagon. Yeah, um, I've been blessed to have, uh, I've continued my winning streak from my amateur days. Um, I have now had four professional fights at the UFC, and um, yeah, I managed to finish all of them in the first round. Yes, indeed, you have, you have. You know, and uh, you're coming into the EFC at a turning point to where, uh, you know, Cairo and Graham are making big changes to the EFC. It's no, it, they changed the title some time ago from uh EFC Africa to EFC Worldwide, and have since then brought in a lot more international competition. And you, of course, uh, even uh, prior to the EFC, are no stranger to in it to the international competition. And do you think uh, that experience alone that you had in Vegas uh, gives you a little bit of that advantage there? 
But yeah, I think it does. Um, well, when we fought in Vegas, I actually saw this year in last year's competition, they brought in the eight-ounce gloves and the shin guards and stuff. We, when I was in Vegas, uh, it was a, a new thing to me that we were fighting with four-ounce gloves and no shin pads. So um, that, that definitely helped. The, the size of the, the, the cage was also the professional size. I think that helped. Um, and also the, the venue, you know, all the lights and stuff. It helped me coming into my professional career. You know, it definitely gave me an advantage, I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Of course, uh, when you made your uh, EFC debut, uh, that was uh, almost a year ago. That was in May of 2016. You stepped in against uh, the the experienced uh, Willem Tiny Strauss, and uh, it uh, was basically uh, it was it was it was one sided traffic for him. I mean, no offense to Tiny, I like the guy, but. Uh, he was outmatched against you. Yeah, Billy. Um, also, you know, I've got a lot of respect for Tiny. He's a, he's a great guy. He's a big friend of mine. Um, I think what happened there was uh, the, his biggest mistake was he was fighting the same way he did his previous fights. Um, and I'm the type of guy, I do my research. Um, we work on a game plan. And it, it worked exactly as planned. We waited for him to kick because we knew once he kicks, he drops his hands. And I allowed him to kick once or twice. And I, I remember telling myself, if he kicks again, I'm not going to jab. I'm going to lead with the right, and I'm going for a knockout. So he kicked again, and his hand did go down, and I led with the right, and I got the knockout. So he, he, his mistake was he was playing into our game plan perfectly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I mean, they best, they basically put you again uh in, uh, against a very tough uh, gatekeeper for the for the EFC to give you a chance to prove yourself and prove yourself you did and uh, you went on to uh, defeat uh, uh, let, let me see here uh, yeah after that you went on to defeat uh, Ivan Stratum and uh, I'm just gonna say Nico because I'm I'm not uh, going to even try to pronounce his name but uh they decided to uh test the waters uh put and put you uh, a tough test against uh tony mustard of england in your last bout that was at uh, efc 57 and so far you know uh efc has been bringing in pretty good competition you know i mean from uh, overseas, we see it with uh, current champions like uh, Yannick Bahati and, uh, of course, uh, my fellow American, um, Dave Mazzani. So, um, you know, uh, I, I have to ask you, in preparation for the fight with uh, Tony Mustard, uh, how, how did all, all that go, and did you have some kind of game plan going into that fight? Yeah, the Tony Mustard fight... We didn't have much to go on, you know. Um, I didn't want to rely too much on the footage with him and Andrew um, because, you know, uh, me and Graham actually spoke about it as well. You know, he had a, a bit of a short notice fight. He came here, he didn't expect the, 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 the uh, promotion to be this big and of such quality, you know, so many people, so many lights, etc. cetera. Um, and then again, I mean, he faced Andrew in his first fight. Andrew is a, is a, is a hell of a fighter. Um, so, yeah, we went back. I didn't know too much. We know he was. We knew he was also an uh, aggressive fighter, which matches me. I'm, I'm also as much of an aggressive fighter on the front foot. Um, so, um, 
Remember, when I say game plan, it, we have certain um, strategies in place, but it's nothing set in stone. You know, we, we fight in the moment. So we just know if he does this, I'm going to do that. But we don't, we don't, we don't have a, um, you know, like a set piece of, of, of reoccurring moments. So, um, you know, just said if he's too aggressive, I'm going to back off and, and put her away um, and then fight the fight that's in front of me. Absolutely. And uh, you prevailed well. And I, I've, I've got to ask you, because I didn't look at uh, the bonuses or anything of uh, that event, of course. You had a very impressive knockout, but uh, so did Elvis Moyo. But who who got knocked out of the night for uh, EFC 57? Yo, Billy, I'm, I'm not sure. I remember they don't have knockout of the night and submission of the night anymore. They only have performance bonuses. But if I remember correctly, um, there was a guy making his debut, I think it's Taylor or something, um, and he had a very impressive uh, knockout. Oh, right on. Yeah, that was one bout I didn't see. And I do apologize, I didn't get to see yours, but uh, I, I saw Elvis's. And, uh, you know, that that's the matchup I thought was going to be next, really, was going to be between uh, you and Elvis. And, uh, even, and that's uh, probably still going to happen one day. And how do you feel about... Uh, Stepping up uh, against him eventually. No, I'm very excited. It's definitely going to happen. Uh, I'll back myself to beat Andrew. It's going to be a tough fight, but I will beat him. And then afterwards, I don't really have a doubt that it's going to be Elvis. Um, Elvis is going to be a fight that I'd like because um, it's going to be one of the fights where I know my ground is better. Um, but not, not um, how can I say, I, I would want to box him actually. You know, I, do, I wouldn't be defending him from taking me down. Um, and, and I love boxing. Um, a lot of my training is boxing-orientated. So um, that's going to be a nice trap to watch. Um, he's a good boxer. <coughs> he's not scared. He's a tough guy. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be that's, there's going to be a knockout there for sure. Right on, right on. Yeah, and of course, uh, b- before uh, thinking about that, though, you do have the uh, championship bout coming up at... Uh, at e- it's EFC 61, correct? Yes. Yes, and uh, you, you've got the three-time champion, Andrew One-Gerfin-Sale. You've got your hands full in this fight. Uh, and, um, you know, you got to look at Andrew Vinsale. He is somebody who can take a punch. I mean, he's proven it time and time again. I think he likes getting hit. He's, he's crazy like that. And uh, he's got some of the best ground and pound I, I've seen uh, out of a lot of uh, South African fighters, um, you know, I'd I'd have to say his his uh, probably his weakness is uh, he's a bit vulnerable to the guillotine choke, as we've seen against Ruan Potts and uh, the former uh, French champion. I can't I can't remember his name right off the bat, but uh, you really have a, a test in front of you, and I take it uh, there's going to be long hours at the gym come now between now and. Uh, EFC 61. Yeah, no, Billy, um, Andrew is an amazing fighter, a very experienced guy, and also a very nice guy. Um, I remember watching him fighting. Um, he's fighting for one sports before I even started. Um, so he's very experienced. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking forward to it. I think this is going to be my biggest test yet, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I feel I'm, I'm 100% ready for this. Right on, right on. So let me ask you, what is going to happen at the end of that night? How do you foresee uh, the end of that fight going? 
Uh, well, you know, um, I believe nobody is immune to a knockout. You know, um, and they might be a little tougher than, than other guys, but but a, a knockout or TKO might be on the card. Um, you know, uh, but I don't mind going going the full five rounds. Well, I know my hand will be raised at the end of the night. Um, it's going to be tough. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, in we heavyweights. If, if, if uh, I allow Andy to get on top of me, I'm, I'm going to be in heap of trouble. But if not, um, it'll be my night. Well, Vessel, uh, before uh, EFC uh, 61, you have e- e- EFC 60, of course. And uh, even though you're going to be in preparation for the fight with uh, one gear, are you going to be uh, watching that event closely for who else may be looming in the heavyweight division? Yeah, I haven't uh, looked at the card in the series where it's fighting, but, you know, uh, I usually watch all the UFC events. Right on, right on. Well, that's about all the time I have for this segment of the show. I want to thank you very much for uh, putting in your time and joining the show once again. And uh, won't you, uh, once again, uh, give a shout-out to your sponsors. And uh, if you have social media out there, Facebook, Twitter, let the let the listeners know where that is. Thanks, Billy. Yes, um, I'm very privileged. I'm planning a training camp at uh, AKA in San Jose. Um, I've got great sponsorships helping me get, it, get there. Um, there is still sports available for um, anybody who's interested in sponsoring me. Um, I'd like to thank Multifab. Um, they are really a great company and, and a client of mine for any of your construction or electrical needs. Um, and then, uh, yeah, my coach as well, went to uh, Juan Lombard, Swin Boetis, all the guys helping me out. Um, it's really, it's really a privilege for me, and uh, especially the, the the hours I put in. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it without them. All right. Well, you're a class act. I want to wish you the best of luck in your future, and I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's going to be EFC 61. What's the exact date? I've... It's the 8th of July. The, I'm sorry. Say that one more time. The 8th of July. All right, the 8th of July. Do not miss it. EFC 61 going to be happening, going to be contending for the heavyweight. Good luck to you. Thanks, man. appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Absolutely. There is no other feeling than strapping up or grabbing those kettlebells, grappling on the mat, or doing some shadow boxing, getting knocked down, getting back up, throwing strikes, and then doing it all over again. So when you hear someone scream, gear up, you better get ready, because it's just you, your Hunter Athletic Gear, and the voice telling you to train harder. No matter how much experience you have, Hunter Athletic Gear stands with you all the way. Their products are engineered for utmost comfort, protection, and speed. Battle after battle, Hunter Athletic Gear is the brand celebrating your victory. Hunter Athletic Gear has a range of great training and fight gear for men and ladies, including compression pants, fight shorts, hoodies, vests, caps, and bikinis. They can create custom branded ranges for your gym or business. Visit their website at huntermma.co.za. Gear up and let's train. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And uh, as that interview was playing, I had to share a... uh, a uh, picture that I found of uh, Vessel there after uh, one of his fights that he had. What did you guys think of that uh, gruesome picture you saw? Dang! Yeah. 
What the hell? <laughs> I mean, I know. What's that? Damn. See, I know that uh, when it comes to boxing, kickboxing, and MMA, a third of the injuries are to the hand, especially more in MMA. But uh, that's usually around the wrist, maybe the uh, pinky knuckle. You know, I I know because I I've uh, I used to fight, and uh, even if my hand, there was one time I was punching the heavy bag without my hands properly wrapped, and I paid the price for it when I I sprained my hand really, really good, and that was more around the wrist. But uh, this guy's, uh, what is it, uh, his, uh, I think I think that's his uh, index finger. That's the one next to the pinky. Between between uh, the bird and the pinky, that finger is bent. Uh, he, it doesn't even look like it bugged him. <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy mackerel. He's like, dang it, like, here, I look at to, this. I hate to quote Negan, but um, it's. Taking it like a champ. Yeah, well, he, hey, hey, he he's contending for the heavyweight championship for a reason. Yeah, he's he's un, undefeated in his professional and amateur career, with every fight ending in the first round. <laughs> Man. Anyway, yeah, thank you very much, Vessel, and best of luck to you against Andrew Pincel in EFC sixty one. So, uh, Mikey, you're a, you're a current student of ABS, but uh, soon gonna be an alumni. Yeah, I'm ready, man. <laughs> I am ready. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, when did when did you start exactly? Because I I'm not gonna even begin to count. So. <laughs> yeah, me and math don't get along either. Uh, uh the beginning of uh, September, I believe. So, somewhere on there. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah, I actually, um, I wanted to do it like three years ago, um, but at that time I was moving out of my parents and my mind wasn't in the right spot. And I finally, I bought a house, I bought a desktop, and I'm like, you know what? I'm getting tired of factory work. I want to do something where I love it and. I could help other people enjoy music just like me. So went to ABS. So. There you go. You know, when uh, I mentioned around the top of the show, I mentioned General Aluminum in Conneaut, Ohio, where I was working. At, and before I pointed out or got fired, however you want to put it, um, I was thinking there's, you know, I mean, I'm making decent money here, but there's got to be, be more to life than doing this crap. Yeah. And, as you know, I do my job at that factory. I'm think I'm thinking, you know what? I want to go to school again, you know, uh, what and wanting to uh, want to exceed in uh, communications or radio because I was, you know, I was still doing the Badlands Combat Sports Radio Show then, and uh, I think after I got fired, that's when I just started looking harder, and I discovered ABS and decided, uh, yeah, th- this is it. This is it. Of course, and uh, Chris, on the other hand, he had radio experience prior to ABS. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah it's kind of weird. I um, I did two year, two and a half years of college radio, and I worked at another radio station for four months. But here's the thing: I was doing I, I did uh, well. 
I take that back. I did radio on FM. I've done internet radio for nine years, but the FM radio I did for two and a half years, but I sucked. <laughs> Notice the big- I, I mean, if because I had the voice and I had, and I was doing all this and yada, 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 yada. And I, and so when I learned in ABS to not do puke in radio and started talking like I am now, I, I, I listened back to the old air checks. I'm like, Oh my God, I was a freaking idiot. <laughs> Well, as for me, I th- I think I did everything, uh, you know, just fine in the beginning. But when after going to ABS, I I articulated a lot better. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. See, when I first started, um, I had a I went to go check out a local station in my area. Then I I got the walk through, saw the board, saw everything, and I'm like, you know what, this is cool as hell. And I'm like, I want to do this. So I was eighth grade year, I believe. Um, yeah, eighth grade. And then we were going into high school. So I knew they had a radio program. So in the meantime, everybody used to say, oh, read in front of a mirror. Do this, do that. I'm like, you know what? Screw that. I went out <laughs> and I bought a, a tape recorder and tapes. And I started uh, pre-recording uh, radio shows. So I would have my little uh, uh, little alarm clock there. And this is... It sounds pretty ghetto, but I would have that alarm clock there playing songs. Then after I would go in, say what I said, and then go on. Um, And when high school radio happened, um, I obviously advanced then, but I look back then and think, man, what the hell was I doing? (laughs) But I was trying to steal everybody's spot, as in like nobody really wanted to take it seriously on Monday, and I was on Tuesday, and I want to take Monday. Oh, we we can't do that. So, yeah, there was a lot of people in there that did not take it seriously, and I wanted all the time I can get because I enjoyed it more than anything, and I still do to this day. Same here. <laughs> it's a blessing. Absolutely. And then, you know, you get to work with great people like Hatch and Mickey. They're awesome. Yes, yes, indeed. Mickey. Uh, um, Mickey and Mickey was basically my instructor every week and she was awesome. Oh yeah. She was great. Give it to you straight and she doesn't, she doesn't cut the BS and that's, that's what I love. You know, I really love that about her. Yes, exactly. And you know, yeah, when you're uh, doing like the, uh, the vocal coachings and things like that, you know, i that she, both her and Hatch just uh, really helped uh, going over details in that point, you know. The like, uh, action words and, you know, all that, when to stop, when to breathe, and that really helped me, even with not being on radio, but with reading in general. I know when to stop, when to put more emphasis on something, you know, so. And don't fart what? when the what? mic's on. Do what? Don't fart when the mic's on. <laughs> I'll fart then, huh? Then again, what do, what does Chris always do? Arriba! Arriba! <laughs> and uh, wait, I gotta, I gotta do it. I gotta, I, I you, you just got it. Yeah. Arriba! <laughs> 
Um, wow. <laughs> I, will say, I will say this. The, the one thing that, they, that Mickey and Hatch have were, tried like hell to get me to stop doing, and I never have, even as much as I've tried, I haven't been able to get rid of my southern accent that, some, that sometimes comes out. <laughs> oh, wow. Like y'all or dog or yeah. uh, McDonald's. McDonald's, um, you know, a lot, a lot of words. A lot of times you can't tell I'm southern, but certain words and certain times, especially if I get pissed, uh, you can hear the southern accent come out, and no matter how many times I tried to to enunci- to particularly pronounce a word correctly, that southern twang always comes out. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, hey, it's going to. It's in your blood. Yep. Yeah. You know and that. Then, of course, I got a message uh, from uh, D- Dimitri Bolanis. He, he's been on the Badlands before because he, he, was, he ran a gym in uh, Pretoria, South Africa, and uh, he's uh, an actor, too. Um, he's been on uh, – If you, you guys ever heard of the uh, Cinemax uh, show called uh, uh, Strike Back, I think, is what it's called. I don't think I've heard of it. I don't get Cinemax. Yeah, he well, he uh, played small small roles there. He does uh, TV commercials in uh, South Africa, and uh, he talked to me and said that uh, they need more. They're looking for more voiceovers in South Africa from Americans because just because uh, they think the commercials sound better. I mean, you're not don't expect that from Australia or the UK. But uh, when it comes to voiceovers and things like that, they in South Africa they prefer Americans. Good to know. I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm laughing out loud right now, but I just saw the picture that Mikey posted <laughs> on Facebook. Oh no! Oh, and, oh boy! Sorry, <laughs> Billy. When you see it, you know what ad I'm thinking of. Oh shit! Get off my dead ticket! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! What's a... Do you have it? Oh boy! Awesome. <laughs> I don't have it, but if you do, you gotta play it for Mikey. Oh, okay. The nut bra. Yes. All right. All right. <laughs> Has this ever happened to you? Ah! Wrong! I sat on my goddamn nuts again! Or this? God damn it! What happened? My nuts fell in the toilet again! <laughs> or even. <laughs> this? Ah! Oh! 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 Let's be honest. Long, saggy nuts are a problem millions of elderly men face every day. But now, they don't have to. Introducing the Nut Bra, the only product guaranteed to give your dangling testicles the support they so desperately need. The Nut Bra uses patented ball hoisting technology to lift your boys safely out of harm's way. Simply slip your apple bag into the padded cuffs and you're on your way. 
Your balls are guaranteed to stay in place no matter what the situation, whether you're driving or just hanging out around the house. <laughs> Before the nut bra, my husband's balls were disgusting. My nuts were so old and saggy, they used to look like Clint Eastwood. Thanks to nut bra, the only thing busting my balls now is my wife. <laughs> I hate that bitch. The nut bra even made my husband's balls taste better. Thank you, nut bra. Thank you, nut bra. Thank you, nut bra. The nut bra. Because life's too short to spend it sitting on your nuts. <laughs> ah, God damn it! <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> and and guess what? As old as I am, I still don't need a nut bra. <laughs> Dang! Oh my gosh! What the hell? <laughs> Good. Oh yeah, you can actually find that. I, I think it's still on YouTube. No, I actually had to find it on Facebook and just recorded on the Adobe Audition. Oh man, there's gold in it there. I love it. <laughs> Uh, there was actually a commercial that um, it, it's, it, I believe it was from Grand Theft Auto, but um, it was for uh, something called Salivex. It was a, it was. Oh, a, yes, I have that too. Okay, yeah, where uh, you can lick your partner's stamp collection. <laughs> and, and you could tell it was a, a voiceover or censor. You know, yeah, you know which one I I find uh, quite amusing. And I play, I play it on the uh, Indie Asylum e- almost every week. Is this old commercial and it's no, there's there's no comedy to it because back then uh someone's last name wasn't considered uh something comma comical. Oh no, I think I know which one it is. You've got your sunrise, you caught a prize, you, you're making your Johnson. Party nice, summer white, you, your friends, and your Johnson. Roots the tail, water trails, you, your kids, and your Johnson. It is a constant light, you, your girl, and your Johnson. You and your Johnson, a way of life for over 50 years. <laughs> I I I've seen that I I've seen and heard the commercial and a couple of friends of mine one time actually took um you your friends and your Johnson and every time it said Johnson uh it would play the inappropriate sound sound bite. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's good. Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> uh, so so roughly, uh, Mikey, you've probably got about uh, two weeks left before you're officially uh, an alumni. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, you you got the finals. Uh, have you done your final show yet? Uh, I believe that was uh, last week. Are you talking about when we make the profile? No, no, the fi- the final radio show you do for ABS. Hmm, I haven't done that yet, I don't think. I don't think so. Oh, so you get uh, at least one or two more times of... K-A-B-S! 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know I did week 31 show, which was about graduation. So they told me to do my finals and then turn around and get a hold of them for the digital practical. And then I'll be over with Hatch. So, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Right. Yeah. yeah, the um the digital practical that was that was fun because and a little stressful because you only have an hour. Oh really? Everything, yeah. Hmm. And um I and I and I happen to have on my um on my computer what um my Adobe audition looked like for the final digital practical. I'm gonna in that to oh there it is it's on skype right now that's what some of it looked like and oh and, god i i have to dig for mine i can't oh wow yeah but can you cue that chris uh my final uh digital practical yeah yeah let me uh find that little... oh you oh you took a yeah you took a screenshot of it yeah that's right yeah but um, but I do have the uh, the did the file though. I do have the actual audio though. If you want to, if you want me to play it, yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, let me take Windows Media Player off mute. That will all that will help things. All right, here we go. KABS, the best music online. The music you love. Hit after hit after hit. And go like this. Shake your love. Shake, shake, shake your love. Shake your love. I think you shake your love. Wah, ba, ba, From the 50s. Do the food. Oh, rude. Do the food. Oh, rude. Always the hookies of the team till I get away. All the way through the 80s. Don't give me no lines and keep your hands to yourself. Baby, 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 why you Turn the knob up to 11. And rip the knob off. Keep it locked onto your favorite station. KBS. Wow, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> See, those are my favorites to do those like that. Oh yeah, you had you had to say certain lines at a few points, and you had to use a certain amount of songs. But yeah, that was I did all I did all that in an hour with was, time spare. Oh, oh, what was that? I you only had an hour to do, it and I got it done with a few minutes to spare. So is it kind of like with the uh, let's see the midterm? Was it kind of like that? Because with that they gave me I think two hours or something, and they're like, "Oh, you can go whenever you want." So I'm like, "I already know what I'm gonna do and everything," and I had yep. like thirty minutes to spare. It was awesome. Yeah, they um, it, it, what what was interesting was um, Mickey was team viewered into my computer when as I was doing it she had she was monitoring me so um so yeah um you'll have an instructor monitor you I I'm guessing um and um yeah they'll monitor you as you go you can use whatever music you need 
and do whatever. Hmm. Well, that sounds fun. Thanks for the insight on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, get you somewhat uh, prepared, you can say. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. As we speak, too, I'm, I'm going to try to find mine here. Let's see. Oh, as I'm looking through all of this, uh, there's Derek's, but where is my final digital practical? <laughs> you can find yeah. everyone else's but your own. Yeah. Well, that's because I'm, I haven't logged into my ABS, uh, uh, Yahoo for a long time until now, to be honest with you. I will, I will say this, um, when I did uh, air checking with Hatch and uh, got my portfolio ready, I had to do a couple of PSAs to for that, and I could not come up with anything good. So I just did one on did one on herpes and pregnancy control. Oh, okay, nice. here's mine. Here's mine. And action, Dirk. KABS, the best music online. The music you love, hit after hit. Keep it locked onto your favorite station, KABS. Best rock and hip hop coast to coast. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. KABS. Very uh, nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since I heard that one. <laughs> You know what's interesting is when we started Outlaw Radio, we were still students. Yes, we were. Yes, we were. We were indeed. Yeah, I was early on. You and Derek have been in there for a bit. It uh, was. It was right. It was right after my midterm that we started. Yeah, oh, and I remember um, Derek actually messaged me earlier this morning, and said that two years ago today was his orientation for ABS. Wow. Oh, yeah. he Yeah, he messaged me with that, too. And you know what? I'm going to get back in there since I found Derek's final digital audio. And oh. uh, you know what? I, I think it's only appropriate to play that. Oh, yeah. Have at it. Yeah. Hang on. Got, got to get back into that right folder here. I love the creativity. It's like we're all on the same kind of page here. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> Let's see. Or you know what though? I think no, no. I that's when I sent Derek mine. So I don't know. Uh, I don't know. What, yep. I don't know if I if I have it. Say, remember, I had one computer get stolen. Then this computer to, uh, took a crap on me, and I had to uh, get. And I had to. Ha- have it uh, all redone and windows reinstated and all that shit. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I tell you what, man, that, 
there was a period where you could not catch a break and but good it's a good thing that things are looking up now oh yeah it's, it's, well that uh, incident in denver that of course that was my fault because <laughs> i was because i uh wasn't paying attention or uh closely or anything like that so i paid the price mm. Well, hopefully that person uh, found um, got a virus or something and lost all everything on that computer. I have no idea what happened. It's somewhere in Denver, I guess. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, do we need to get to news of the weird? Well, uh, well. Got to get our get to our actually our next music set, and then we'll get to news of the weird. All so right. What have we got coming up here in our music set? What what did I pick? Oh yeah, we're gonna kick it off with uh, Reckless Kelly, and then since uh, I found out uh, he's still under the radar and still pretty much an independent artist, uh, it's gonna be followed up by uh, hip hop artist Big Smo. That's going to be followed up by Boba Flex. I can't wait to go to that concert at the end of the month in Vegas, uh, Rock in the Spring. That is going to be awesome. And uh, that's going to be followed up by Aaron Stahl. And uh, topping the set off will be My Own Ghost, a band out of Finland. We'll be back after this. Who in the hell fuck do you think you are? You're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master. Derek Stark and Bad Billy on the No Holds Barred Radio Network. Well, we are known as proper gentlemen because we always ask... Do you mind if I fart? You really know how to waste a Cialis, don't you? You're abusing my fans. When trouble Comes knocking, bidding down your front door. When the devil starts stalking, one thing holds secure. Drag the west gate down, put sorrow in the ground. Drag the west gate down, when no Your whiskey down. If you've had an evil woman, use you and leave you dead. Don't hang your head in sorrow, just pick up that bottle instead. Whiskey down. 
and opened a flower shop. That's because you can buy the Coochie Cool Breeze panties with scented fan blades. They come in four great scents. Flower Garden, Fresh Baked Cookies, Chocolate Mint, and the ever-popular Fresh Cherry. Turn on the fan for your man. Warning, please do not use this product during, well, you know, that time of the month. It can be scary. Unless it's Halloween. And then it's pretty cool. Some similar required. Batteries not included. At finer retailers everywhere. Oh, my God. 
think it's irrelevant, and I might say the hell with it. But since we got attention now, I'm thinking about just selling it. Like a Hardy's breakfast bowl, pile it hot and never cold. Every flavor you can savor from a southern table full. Generations teach each other from one father through a mother. How to be a sister's brother and respect your elders, others. How to use a fishing pole, trap a rabbit, shoot a squirrel. Plant a garden that can feed your family till the seasons turn. Read and write, kiss and fight, Chevy trucks on Friday nights. Cruising through them local spots, running from them local cops. Moonshine and fruit wine, an acre of that best of time. Takes me back home, yeah, my small town was just fine.
On the air. Right now, a prestigious position in radio broadcasting can be yours with help from American Broadcasting School. There are a lot of career possibilities out there. Why just dream it? You can become a radio disc jockey, sportscaster, newscaster, or production director. American Broadcasting School, one of the best known, nationally accredited broadcasting institutions of its kind, can teach you the skills to succeed. 
Best of all, you'll train from your home computer. Go live on your own internet radio station as instructors evaluate your on-air assignments. You'll receive all the instructional materials and software to get you started. Train from home, learn from home. It's that convenient. Plus, American Broadcasting School offers job placement assistance so you can land the broadcasting career you deserve. ABS has helped thousands of graduates break into the field, and you're next. American Broadcasting School is the nation's number one way of entering broadcasting. Call 888-677-5227 or visit online at radioschoolonline.com. He took an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States of America. By some, he's been called controversial. He is the free American, Clay Douglas. Now, keep in mind that some of my guests have been approached by Homeland Security or FBI saying, why are you going on the Clay Douglas show? My message to those guys, if they're listening this morning, is good morning. Go get a cup of coffee. Maybe you'll learn something. Yeah, sit down. I've always invited you. I hope you come into my lecture, man. Now, you know, we, we both took the same oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies foreign and domestic. I don't recall there being an expiration date on that. Catch the Free American weekday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. For the podcast and more details, go to freeamerican.com. Some material may not be suitable for children under 18. Monster Energy Sport Rock returns to Jetson Park April 29th and 30th with Jeff Leppard. Soundgarden. Perfect Circle, The Offspring, Maxidon, Chevelle, Hopper Roach, Peter, Three Days Grace, Alter Bridge, The Pretty Reckless, and more. Fort Rock, over 25 bands, two days of nonstop rock and roll. Tickets are on sale now. Go to FortRockFestival.com for all your tickets and more. Hi, my name is Jim Hunt. I voice for a growing list of internet and terrestrial radio stations, podcasts, and businesses. I'd love to spread the word about yours, too, no matter if the message is serious or silly. From fully produced station imaging and commercials to custom phone system messages on hold and IVR prompts to narrations for presentations, I'm your guy. Visit my website, jimhuntvo.com. I'm Jim Hunt. Put my voice and audio production skills to work for you. You're listening to Outlaw Radio with Chris Master, Eric Stark, and Bad Billy on the No Holds Barred Radio Network. All right. Well, welcome back to Outlaw Radio, brought to you by Colcock Whiskey. Do whatever it is that Mr. Holland says you should do and drink uh, as long as you're over 21. Uh, that that set there, what you just heard was Hope by My Own Ghost. And before that, Aaron Stoll with Truth Gonna Set You Free. And I still say that was a great interview with Aaron Stoll. Uh, Bury Me With My Guns On by Boba Flex. And then before that, Small Town by Big Smo. Before that, High Priest by Woodhawk. And then before that, uh, started, well, starting that whole set off was Drink Your Whiskey Down by Reckless Kelly. All right. Yeah, that uh, once uh end of the month, I'm really, really looking forward to rocking the spring once again. It, oh, yeah. Uh, Bob, Boba Flex is going to be there. Sick Puppies. Uh, it's it's going to be a, there's going to be a pool party there. This is going uh, to be awesome. Time for boobs. <laughs> Boobies. He has boobs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. 
grabbing the girls and not a guys. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it time? Is it time? It is time. This is Outlaw Radio. News of the Weird. I am a British asshole. And here's News of the Weird. You know, building a relationship with the perfect partner takes time. And sometimes if you're, well, you have to build the partner first. A 31-year-old artificial intelligence engineer in Hangzhou, China, claims to have married a female robot he created from scratch. Well, at least he knows that she'll never say no. Ding, uh, something or other, built the fembot last, late last year and named her Ying Ying. He married the lucky piece of electronics on Friday in an informal ceremony, according to the South China Morning Post. Ying Ying isn't just a trophy bot for Zing. He says she can identify Chinese characters and images and even say a few simple words, according to the paper. But she can only communicate with him, which is a strange, which is a little strange since Zing has made his bot bride the official spokesperson of his company, a startup called Brain of Things, according to Mashable. That's a decision that might strike some as nepotism. The- okay. The marriage was a traditional, though not legally binding, Chinese ceremony, as is the custom. Ying Ying wore a black dress and had a red scarf draped over her head. Although marrying a robot, <laughs> although marrying a robot is obviously a great publicity stunt for a company specializing in all owl technology, Zing may have decided to get romantic with a robot just to get his parents off his back, according to Shanghai Heist. A friend who attended the wedding told the evening news in China that Zing's family constantly pestered him to settle down. The friend also told the paper that Zing's heart was broken by a college sweetheart, so he swore off relationships entirely. However, Zing told the paper the friend was just joking. All relationships must grow and change, even ones with robots that are likely PR stunts. Zing told local publications that he plans to upgrade Ying Ying so she can talk, move around, and even do housework. If the couple ever wants to double date, they can hook up with Barcelona-based engineer Sergi Santos, who has invented a robot sex doll named Samantha. It has to be romance before it's in the mood for love. And if you remember, we touched on that a couple of weeks ago, no pun intended. Um, a few weeks ago, we talked about that story. But uh, moving on to the weird to, well, even more weird. Uh, He's in, and let's just say he's in deep shirt now. A Pennsylvania man arrested on suspicion of DUI was wearing a shirt that can be described at best as ironic. When Elwood R. Gutshaw was arrested around 12.15 a.m. on March 19th, the 44-year-old was wearing a green shirt reading drunk Lives matter. You can't make this up. I'm, I swear to you. Um, officers say they observed Gutshaw committing multiple traffic violations in a green Ford pickup. 
According to the department's Facebook post, after subsequent investigation, it was determined the driver was under the influence of alcohol beyond what he could safely operate a motor vehicle. After Gutshaw was taken into custody, he was given a blood alcohol test that registered at 0.217%, nearly triple the legal limit. Gutshaw was charged with DUI highest rate, a classification for offenders caught with a BAC of 0.16 and higher, according to the Washington Times. He was also charged with driving under suspension and other traffic violations, according to PenLive.com. Gutshaw's mugshot, which includes his Drunk Lives Matter t-shirt, surely joins the rogues gallery of mugshots by suspecting by suspects wearing ironic t-shirts. Um, yeah. The uh, uh, I speechless. But this one even leaves you more speechless. You know how there's these videos out there where it says a rabbi, a priest, and the Pope try smoke weed for the first time? You know those videos? Yes. Oh, yeah. It gets weirder. This gives bacon with grandma a whole new meaning. Watch Aunt. There's a video where Andrew initiates his granny, Helen, into the world of weed, and a new video from Cut. Helen first smokes a joint, then gives the old bong a try. She, The buzz eventually sets in, and it isn't long before Helen confesses to watching porn with a neighbor and his wife back in the day. What? She said, I didn't tell Grandpa. Steady there, Grandma Helen. <laughs> what are going to do together? <laughs> what, watch porn or smoke weed? <laughs> All of it. <laughs> Uh, wow. <laughs> the video is on it uh we will we can link you to that video on our Twitter, twitter.com slash outlaw radio ABS. And oh no. Uh someone tried to make the Pepsi Revolution a real thing. A city council meeting in Portland, Oregon was interrupted Wednesday morning by a protester who rushed up to the mayor, pulled a can of Pepsi from his jacket, and handed it to him. The protester told council members before approaching Mayor Ted Wheeler, what I realized is that the language of resistance has not been properly translated, so this is for you. The mayor said nervously, whoa, 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 not a good move. Don't do that again. Not a smart move. The protester then pulled another soda from his jacket, snapped it open, and raised his can to the mayor. Two police officers quickly intervened and escorted the man away, according to the Oregonian. The son was reminiscent of Pepsi's recent tone-deaf commercial in which Kendall Jenner solves police on protester brutality by offering a can of the soda to, the, to a cop. Much like Jenner's ad, which Pepsi pulled from YouTube on Wednesday and issued an apology, the real-life Portland protester stunt made everyone very uncomfortable. The Pepsi-wielding man claimed to be Carlos Enrique and said he was a Portland transplant and former journalist at the Boston Herald. A spokesman for the Herald told the Huffington Post the paper has no record of Enrique's employment. Enrique had testified before the council during a hearing on the subject of abandoned boats. When instead of talking about dirty docks, he commented about unruly citizens at city council meetings. Enrique told the council, it made me kind of wonder, like, 
how can someone just endure people coming and berating you every week and everyone gets mad and you say, I'm signing the ordinance anyway? Aside from the strange interruption, Wednesday's city council meeting was calmer than some other recent meetings. They're Oregonian. Thank you, reported. Activists have disrupted and shut down city council meetings over the past few months in protest of issues that have included homelessness and police brutality. Wheeler implemented new rules last week to prevent disruptive behavior, which included barring protesters from meetings, enforcing the meeting room's 182% capacity, and threatening arrest for those who refuse to leave once they are ejected. Oh, man. And we go from the weird to the stupid. M&M's melt in your mouth, not in your hand. So a man trying to buy a bag had the meltdown instead. Police in Santa Ana, California, are looking for a suspect who was caught on surveillance camera going on a rampage in a 7-Eleven after his card was declined. A newly released surveillance video taken February 11th shows a white male um, who appears to be in his 30s attempting to buy a 75-cent bag of almond M&M's. When the card is declined, the man lunges towards the cashier, hitting him on the noggin, shoving the register off the counter, and then pushing everything else he sees. As he walks towards the door, he throws a handful of bananas at the other clerk's head and knocks over another terminal. The complete surveillance video can be seen on YouTube, but you can see the highlights via the magic of Gifarama, which is on that page if you check our Twitter Outlaw Radio ABS. Santa Ana Police Department uh, Corporal Anthony Bertagna thinks the suspect may have overacted, uh, overreacted a tad. You think? Bertagna told KTLA-TV, based on his actions over a 75-cent bag of M&Ms, I'm not sure what his reaction would be to something that's really serious. So instead of just paying 75 cents, the suspect's actions caused an estimated $700 in damage. Authorities believe the man was with another customer in the store. However, since the card was declined, the store only has the last four digits, so tracking him down hasn't been easy. Bertagna told NBC Los Angeles, How do we know the card wasn't stolen? We don't know at this point. I mean, it wasn't reported. It just came up that it was not sufficient funds to buy a 75-cent bag of M&M's. The suspect is described as a white male in his 30s, about 5 feet 10 inches tall, and weighing around 180 pounds. Anyone with information about the suspect or seeing flying M&Ms through the sky is asked to call 714-245-8647. As wild as this incident was, the brother of the man who owns the 7-Eleven thinks it's part of a bigger problem. The man told KTTV, the, con- the country's polarized right now. Uh, you have a bunch of high-profile people acting out. It doesn't surprise me this happened. Uh-huh. So apparently he must have seen a lot of people wearing uh, wearing a suit with a bow tie, um, you know, basically going ape shit over a 75-cent bag of M&Ms. <laughs> we'll do that to you. <laughs> I mean, hey... If I don't get my M and M's, I'm gonna I'm gonna punch a, I'm gonna punch somebody. Gotta get your fix, man. Good. <clears throat> <clears throat> <laughs> um, mm. Representative Rod Bloom 
The Republican from Iowa had one final question for former WWE CEO Linda McMahon on Wednesday when the now small business administration had appeared before a congressional hearing. Bloom said with 45 seconds left of his questioning time, I wanted to I want to address the 800-pound gorilla in the room that no one has asked you so far. Why did it take John Cena so long to propose marriage to Nikki Bella? Cena surprised his longtime girlfriend Nikki Bella in the center of a ring of the ring with the proposal during WrestleMania 33 on uh, Sunday. McMahon smiled and said the congressman would have to ask Cena himself. President Donald Trump tapped the former GOP Senate candidate to run the Small Business Administration. McMahon co-founded the professional wrestling franchise WWE and was its CEO before launching a career in politics. Yeah, using government time wisely. And CVS. This is kind of weird. Here. CVS has now decided it won't press charges against the homeless man who employees at a Trenton, Michigan store accidentally locked inside the establishment. You can't make this up. Multiple outlets reported this week that Henry Brett Schneider, age 56, faced charges for eating some snacks after he found himself locked inside the pharmacy. <laughs> he told police that he had fallen asleep by the bread by the blood pressure machine last week. He woke around 1 a.m. to find himself locked in the store. He snacked on some Fig Newtons, chocolate milk, and grabbed a bottle of soda. Brett Schneider also took what he thought was a watch, but turned out to be a heart rate monitor. After an alarm was set off, police were called to the area and arrested him. Local ABC news station WXYZ reported that the pharmacy faced intense backlash on social media once the story went viral. The News Herald reported that a CVS spokesman said in a statement, CVS has researched this more extensively, and based on extenuating circumstances, we are not going to press charges, which I applaud. In a statement provided to CBS Detroit, the pharmacy said CBS is not charging him. Once the police were looking at his criminal record, there were other things to take care of, so CBS is not pursuing it. Fred Schneider reportedly had misdemeanor warrants out for his arrest. But, see, here's the thing. I would, I, I'm, you don't blame the homeless man. You blame the employees because apparently they are supposed to... Um, Check, that Check the store before they leave, right? Yeah. So, oh, man, bunch of fuckers. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, all right. Now, Billy and Mike, I have a question for you. Okay. Yeah. What does NRA stand for? National Rifle Association. All right. Well, <laughs> an employee for the National Rifle Association. Hello? During yes. a firearms training session. Okay. Got to repeat yourself. You cut out real bad there. <laughs> An employee for the National Rifle Association accidentally shot himself Thursday during a firearms training session. Dang. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? <laughs> the 
the 46 year old man was holstering his pistol when it accidentally discharged. Oh. The incident happened at the NRA's National Firearms Museum, located at the organization's headquarters in Fairfax, Virginia. Fairfax County police confirmed the incident to the Huffington Post, stating that the 46-year-old man was treated at a local hospital for a minor wound on his lower body. No charges are expected. No shit. Um, Wound on his lower body. I wonder if he shot himself in the butt. That would be hilarious. Though the NRA preaches gun safety as one of his mantras, the group opposes several measures that can make firearms safer, like gun storage laws and mandatory waiting periods for purchasing guns. The organization has found itself connected to accidental shootings in the past. <laughs> and in April 2014, a New Jersey man accidentally shot himself in the leg while participating in an event sponsored by the NRA in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And in February 2010, a gun instructor in Orlando, Florida, Accidentally shot a student in the foot during an NRA-sponsored class to receive certification to carry a concealed weapon. Oh, oh my God. It's, it's news of the weird and stupid, folks. And All right, now, hold on one second. Okay. Holding. <laughs> All right, sorry about that. All right. Um Billy and Mikey, um, how big are y'all on snakes? I hate them. Yeah, not a fan. Mm-hmm. Well, the nanny state guy has the nanny state has got this guy feeling like a snake on a leash. South Dakota snake owner Jerry Kimball was positively dumbfounded to learn he cannot let a snake roam freely in a park. Kimball was fined $190 for not having his four-month-old fire bee ball python on a leash, and he is not happy about it. Kimball told Argus Leader about being ticketed by an animal control officer, it was April Fool's Day, so I thought he was playing a joke. They're not fast creatures. They're not going to run away. The thing about snakes, though, is that they can still move which is why the officer suggested Kimball put a leash on his pet. Kimball told the publication, he was literally asking me to put a rope around my snake. I was like, dude, no, I was dumbfounded. Kimball said in a Facebook post that he was holding a meet, an educational meet and greet featuring his snakes through his group, Sioux Falls Snake Adventures. Though Argus leader only mentions one fire bee ball python, a photo of the citation states that three were two ball pythons on the grass with nobody holding them. Kimball was ticketed for animals running at large. Last year, 253 citations were issued in the city of Sioux Falls for violating the rule. Kimball, however, doesn't think it doesn't think it should apply to his snakes. While he might have to leash his pet, Kimball could take solace in knowing that as of this week, he would theoretically be allowed to legally ship reticulated pythons and green anacondas one state to another within the continental U.S. Yay. Kimball says he plans to fight the ticket. Kimball said, that's my purpose in life, to let people know that snakes aren't killers. What better way to get back to it than to help people understand these misunderstood creatures? Here's an idea. 
watch YouTube. Because nothing will help people feel more comfortable with a python than having it roam freely in a park. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is news of the weird. And definitely you had some good stories on that note. Oh, yeah. Got some dumbass shooting himself. (laughs) (laughs) Is he supposed to be teaching firearm safety? And he does this shit, too? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, well, ladies, well, um, I actually just shot myself to prove a point. Uh, you should not pull the trigger when you're putting your gun away. Mm-hmm. That's safety tip. Yeah, no, I need the hospital. <laughs> check the safety, yeah. No yeah. shit. Oh, man. Can't fix uh, <laughs> Yeah. As proven with four years of Obama right yeah. there. Yes. By the yep. way, um, t- take a moment here. Uh, before we uh, wrap the show up, we'll run a little bit over. But uh, overall, um, you know, since uh, we're getting uh, invo- involved in the so- South African market with the fighters and uh, with the music there, um, I-, I think it's awesome to see that uh, – uh, everybody is uprising against their corrupt leader, President Jacob Zuma, who, my, my God, this guy's a real piece of work. You know, he took uh, the party that uh, Nelson Mandela headed 20 years ago, and he's turned it into something else. And uh, here you have both black and white people of South Africa uprising against him and the crap he's done. And one of the very first things he did when he took office was he bought a big vacation home that cost somewhere around 50 million rand. And in uh, in American dollars, that's about $500 million. So he took that from the taxpayers, said he was going to pay it back, and then uh, decided to lift his middle finger up in the air, and he's got people backing him up saying he doesn't have to pay back that money. My goodness. So, yeah, he basically stole from his country so he could have a vacation home. He he signed some kind of uh, nuclear deal. And, and, uh, you know, I think uh, the reason why he he, uh, won the vote was mainly because of the party that he was in, which was uh, the ANC, the African National Congress. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I I think it's awesome. You know, after uh, 20 years after apartheid, you see black and white people together rising up against somebody who's basically a fucking tyrant, took the, you know, took the idea that Nelson Mandela had and just shit all over it. And uh, you know, at least now they're they're coming together to do something about it because they're start everybody's starting to see that he he's uh, a monster. There's too many of those people out there, you know. And then of course, while Obama was in office, I don't know how many times he uh, sent pe- sent troops elsewhere to go fight or launched bombs somewhere, but. It, Nobody bats an eye. Nobody says a word when Obama does it. But when Trump takes action after 
somebody after a basically an attempted genocide in Syria, and he takes action against uh, those that did it. He's starting World War Three. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, it's okay. What a, it's, about that? Time, it's about time someone had balls. Well, we got to do that. I mean, what else are we going to do? Sit back and let it happen? That's wrong. Exactly. If we had Obama and, or Clinton, that's exactly what would have happened. Sit back, done nothing. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, the, the, it's okay for them to, uh, to go ahead and... Uh, if if it's somebody from the from the uh, left wing, it's okay. They can do whatever they want. Nobody's going to bat an eye. Whatever you know, Richard Nixon tapped. I don't know during the Watergate uh, scandal. Uh, you know he yeah he violated the Constitution, and um, people were outraged by it. Obama d- does Watergate tenfold, and it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hypocrites. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I mean, yeah, and people are, I mean, and here's the thing. A lot of it has to do with the media. With television and news sources, because they only report on what they want you to hear. To get ratings. Yeah. Yeah. And so they'll shit all over the Republicans by, because, you know, They'll bring ratings, and they can talk about Fox News more, but they don't dare talk bad about Democrats because oh, Democrats are good people. They bring us ratings. We can't go pissing them off. Political. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, you know. As much as we didn't, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of Michael Moore. I think I think the guy's a fucking idiot. But yeah. uh, when he 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 made some uh, a lot of sense in his movie Bowling for Columbine, when uh, basically you know he went over into Canada and there's these people saying they don't lock their doors when they leave and they're totally happy. And then he he realized something when, when he went to a pub and saw what was on their evening news. And so, you know, it wasn't a bunch of crap on their evening news that pumps society into fear. And seriously, you turn on the news, something's happening, you know. This can kill you. AIDS. Uh, You go to the mall, the escalator is dangerous. It's always something bad that keeps people pumped full of fear. And, of course, a society that's full of fear is a society that's easy to control. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they know that. So, you know, that's that's why you go you don't go to I don't want to watch the news cuz I don't hear anything good. It's just not my idea, of, you know, I don't want to I don't want to hear this crap in the story. Watch, you know. Sports. Watch sports, watch something, you know. Yeah, if a tornado's hitting, you know, or you know, uh 9/11 or things like that. Yeah. But um you know, also, uh, 20 years ago when Clinton ran for office, Bill Clinton ran for office, he addressed the issue of immigration, and he didn't say anything different that than uh, what Trump said. And he got a standing ovation. Trump says it, and he's a racist. Mm-hmm. The media. 
They did not help with that. Not at all. Not in the least bit. I don't think, I think we need to build a wall. Boo! (laughs) I think we need to build a wall. Yay! We need to build a huge wall. It's going to be huge. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so I think it's about time to uh, call it a night here on the show. Mikey, I want to thank you very much uh, for for joining us here on the show and uh, live on the air. Right now, I just want to uh, say this is, you know, I mean, uh, no one can ever replace Derek. I mean, you know, he, he's one of the original. However, uh, Chris and I do work better when we have a third, and so I'm inviting you back. Well, I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. I, I'm honored. <laughs> what do you What do you say, Chris? I say that it, I say that you know you should you should come back, man. That's I enjoyed cool. having you this week. Well, thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So anyway, I think it's uh, time to call it a night here. Um, Oh, yeah. uh, One thing I want to announce, too, is, yeah, there's going to be more interviews coming up with bigger names. That's because, however, uh, most of them uh, I'm going to conduct are going to be short and solo interviews that uh, I'm doing uh, for for Asgard Radio, and I'm bringing them over here to Outlaw Radio and the No Holds Barred Radio Network. you know, for the bands that uh, it's going to be the buildup for um, Rock into Spring. I've been asked to uh, do a few interviews uh, via the phone before Rock into Spring because uh, try to do it when you're at the show and it's going to be madness. So, <laughs> which bands are you going to interview? Um, you know, there there's a list here. Some of them you probably have not heard of, but a uh, I'll get the email that was uh, sent to me, and I have to go to my other account to do it here. But uh, I have, they've already scheduled times for me to do this. So let's see. Uh, a band, like I said, you probably never heard of these guys. However, they're, they're a little bit more popular than a lot of the bands that we interview here on the show. Uh, I've been asked to uh, interview Alive in Barcelona. Um, another lost year, Art of Anarchy, Behind the Fallen, and uh, I think this is uh, Core Q U O R. So I, I definitely have some work cut out for me. I got some homework to do. There's a lot of I've never heard their music either, but they're going to be there at Rock in the Spring. And when I get there to Rock in the Spring, there's going to there's going to be, uh, of course, I'm going to be recording interviews on the scene with, uh, I think, Sick Puppies is one of them. Got to throw in Boba Flex in there. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I'm still waiting to find out who's going to be performing at the fair this year. I don't know how they can how Leonard Skinner last year could be topped. That'd be a good show. Yeah, I went to Leonard Skinner uh, this past. As a matter of fact, I tried calling Outlaw Radio from there, and I could not do the call because I could not hear a damn thing because of where I was. Yeah. It was madness. Yeah, I imagine. Anyway, well, it's time to call it a night. I'm going to uh, end the show tonight with uh, Francois Von Koch and Jack Perrow with Chaos. And, uh, yeah, starting uh, next next week uh, with the uh, bands that uh, I've been assigned to to interview, I'm, they're just going to be short. I'm going to play, like, one or two of their songs and, Gonna be short, like fifteen inter, uh, fifteen minute interviews that uh, I'll feature uh, here on the on the show, as well as uh, they're gonna be uh, up on the Asgard Radio Net, uh, Network uh, Facebook page. So, anyway, uh, once again, Mikey, thank you very much for joining us, and we look forward to having you on the show again. Oh well, hell yeah, man! Thanks guys for having me. I appreciate that. Absolutely, give you more of a chance to participate too. I know we you didn't get a, whole, a hell of a lot of time to talk so all good man it's all good <laughs> all right all right so i will be back saturday of course with uh the indie asylum saturday morning and then back here on outlaw radio saturday evening this show of course if you missed part you're listening now and you list part of you missed part of it you either catch the archives or you can listen to it on thursday at 12 noon pacific or 3 p.m eastern on Rockin' Waves. Yes. All right. So, with that said, good night, everybody. We'll be back next week. Night. Are you tired of modern pop music that sounds like a dog fucking a squeaky toy? Well, that's where you're listening to Outlaw Radio. We tell bad bed music to go piss up a rope. We give our opinions, and if a fight breaks out, so fucking what?
Rocking out to the station. I hear you. You're probably even sipping on a drink right now. An average blah blah drink in a can or bottle. One that doesn't quite hit the spot for you. I'll bet you want something different, don't you? Something more. Take your shot with Cold Cock Whiskey. The best whiskey anywhere. Why? Because it's different from other liquors. Cold Cock Whiskey is herbal whiskey. 100% all natural herbs blended with aged American whiskey. No more morning-after-sugar hangovers from other liquors. With Cold Cock's blend of herbs, including green tea, hibiscus, ginger, eucalyptus, and more, you'll be in herbal heaven. Cold Cock Whiskey, available at spirit stores and distributors America-wide. Find one near you at coldcockwhiskey.com. Follow Cold Cock Whiskey on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Celebrate those special moments with friends. Raise your glass. Take your shot. You must be 21 or older to drink Cold Cock Whiskey. Please drink responsibly. Rock on the Rain 2017 is sold out with Metallica Down Garden and Corn Chappelle Roach, Primus, Bush, and Bulby. America's number one rock festival has sold out May 19th through the 21st at Mastery Stadium, featuring Caesar, The Pretty Reckless, Sum 41, Pierce the Veil, Bright, and The Offspring. Three days, three stages. May 19th through the 21st in Columbus. Due to overwhelming demand, Rock on the Range has sold out. 
Metallica, Soundgarden, and so many more. Rock on the Range, where rock lives. Fueled by Monster Energy Drink and Bud Light. You have been listening to Outlaw Radio on the No Hold Bond Radio Network. Be sure to leave your feedback by calling 773-572-7878. All feedback is played and replied to on the show. Visit our official website at outlawradioads.com. Outlaw Radio is a presentation of AOW Productions. Here I am, sitting on the porch, writing another song about Waylon Willie, David Allen Cole. You can't go wrong. Such great outlaw boys just like me. Man, can't you see? Because you can't go wrong with one good outlaw song. The outlaw song. Well, here I am, sitting on the porch, wishing I was here. With old George We'd be strumming on The cold hard truth And he stopped loving her today And I love to play Cause you can't go wrong With one good outlaw song The outlaw song Here I am with this old song about Waylon and Willie, David Allen Cole, Man in Black and the Possum, George Jones.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.